that's amazing. Wow. And so in the mean, really great. So in the meantime, I'm writing a book. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I thought Nightmare Four was a pretty good place to start because uh, I always thought that it was uh, one of the most uh, uh, unusual films of the '80s. Just in it, it broke a lot of um, <laughs> norms. Let's say. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the biggest, you know, non-union horror film that had ever been done. And then it went on to make more money than any non-union horror film it ever made. So, uh, right. I guess we did right. all, we was did, it, it, we did was all it right. non-union? It, that, I thought Nightmare 4 was union. No, it was non-union. It, it was, oh my God. And, and everybody on that was kids. You think you guys were kids. I was the production designer. I was the old man there, and I was 31 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. God, you were young. <laughs> I was young. Uh, you know, it, it, it's funny. I, I uh, And we were everywhere. I mean, we, we, had, we had the location all the way down uh, in the South Bay where we dug you uh, uh, out of a hole. Um, well, actually, right. we put you in a hole, but luckily we dug you That's back right. out. But we dug you back out later, right? Yes, you did. In all fairness, <laughs> we, we had that, and we had uh, we were uh, we the theater was in Pasadena. We did the fall of uh, Alice uh, was in front of the old um, fur warehouse uh, down in uh, Hollywood, right at right on Highland right. Boulevard. We did that there. Um, we yeah, had, we had the uh, the junkyard, which was in Arletta, I think. Uh, we built right. that. We built that set there. Um, we uh, we had the Freddy Torso was in Glendale, and then we had that. Heat, right. And then we crashed the the truck that we crashed was all the way way north uh, uh, up in um, Santa Paula. And and we were down, right. and and our stage was up there in um, Santa Clarita. So that's right. It yep. was it was uh, honestly for about for about uh, a month and a half. I would get up in the morning, and I would go, and I would uh, see how the sets were going on the stage, and then I uh-huh. and I had <laughs> and of all things, I had a 1954 uh, Chevy station wagon, and I would right. leave, I would leave there, and I would drive to Pasadena. And then I would uh, go to Arletta, and then I would go to Hollywood. Uh, I, then I would stop by where they were working on at least a couple of whichever makeup effects place that I was going to check on how they were doing. And then I would drive all the way down, right. th- all the way down south, and then to check how the uh, my pit in the ground was going. And then um, tool, <laughs> tool all the way up to the freeway, all the way up the 405. I mean, you know, like, like. Probably half of the 405. I would go all the way up, right, right, and, and get and get back uh, to the stage at about eight o'clock at night, um, so that I could start designing wow. enough stuff so that we could keep working for another day. <laughs> so, oh God, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> it was huge. So, yeah. Um, I just looked through your stuff, and oh, and the other thing, I completely forgot the other one was um. Was the facade of the Elm Street house, and, and right, and you shot there a few days, and you even shot there I a, did. F- a few days that never showed up. That one day, 
Right. You remember when you were running in front of the camera, or the camera was the camera was running in front of you, right? Yeah, the camera was running, and I was running in my nightgown. Remember, <laughs> in my nightshirt. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I remember that night. Uh, you, you know, it took us about three weeks to set that house because it was a house in front of a house. And right, remember you came out of the house. The camera goes. Yep. The, let's see, what was the camera went up? The camera sees yep. you as you walk out of the door. The camera then goes up over your head. Uh, right. You walk out onto the porch. You look around. You hear a sound. We separate the uh, more modern house. We separate it and slide it back on the tracks. And then the camera slams down. And you look behind you, and it's Elm Street house. And you run. That's right. And then you ran with the camera in front of you. You ran yep. into the into the Elm Street hallway, right? That was right. that was crossing yep. the road, and the Elm Street house slams down. Right. <laughs> how did you feel yep. about how did you feel about that just being cut out of the film? Because I set that whole shot up. <laughs> I mean, I just I I missed it. I missed it because I remember thinking when I watched it, I remember thinking, "Where is that part?" That's you know? what that was so cool. <laughs> I know it was. It was really cool, and I was wondering where it was. But then I thought, well, I guess everything can't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to tell you a funny story about that. Chuck Weiss, who was the uh, who was the other editor with Michael Canoe, um, uh -huh. he drove up. I mean, nobody wanted to tell me that they had cut that out because that was so much work for my department. I mean, it was just one of the huge things and and it was just a lot of work and so uh they uh, drew straws uh and yeah and chuck weiss had to go up to my uh up to the offices up in um uh santa clarita uh and he was carrying the little roll of film that was that shot yeah. and he he uh -huh. he walked in he knots walks into my office very gently lays it on down on my desk and uh, says something like, uh, "I'm really sorry, but we didn't use your shot." And then jammed out on my, and then jammed out of the uh, office. <laughs> and I'm looking I'll at the bet. film, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is <I> this? <laughs> and I, <laughs> you know, I think I told you the story in Kentucky, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because we were sitting, we were sitting there. I told you that I. It's funny. I went down the line and told everybody uh, a story uh, of 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 the filming that they probably didn't know from from you know the crew point of view. Uh, right. I, I, I told Danny right. all about how we came up with the uh, uh, the truck hitting nothing that was part of his sequence. Right. And, uh, right. and I think I told, uh, Lisa about the, um, I told, what did I tell her? I told her about, oh, I just, uh, <laughs> the last, I said the last, you know, the last time I saw you, you were kneeling on the ground trying to break a piece of glass. <laughs> and, That's right. It, and I told her that, I told her that story. Yeah. I was the one that, that, that you then finally handed it to. You know, be, and the crew was like, kind of like snickering at her. And I said, and they had made a piece of breakaway glass that was like three quarters of an inch thick. And I went back and right. 
broke it <laughs> and then just barely glued it back together <laughs> and then handed it to her. Right. So she, she, right. So she could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she could that. do it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I was trying to give everybody a story, you know? Right. Right. So now I, so I want you to give me a story. You got any great stories about just hanging around and, uh, and filming? Um, well, I think um, the really well. I think one of them was um, when uh, uh, Robert and I did the when we did the uh, beach scene. Right. I was curious about that. And uh, yeah, we had to go down there, and it was it was funny because he and I were sitting in the um, in his trailer. We were talking, and he was telling me about you know shooting the movie, and we were talking about it, and. Uh, then all the, there were like, I mean, a hundred fans came over and they started rocking the trailer <laughs> and they almost knocked us over. They oh. almost knocked us over and Robert had to go out there and he did something funny. Like he went out as like Freddie, oh, yeah. like, you know, said something like, <laughs> you know, like leave us alone, you know, or something really funny. And I always remember that. That was funny. And I also remember the thing where was the beach scene where for some reason they did prosthetic makeup on my chest. Do you remember that? There was going to be something without, like, like it, it, something like that, and then they didn't use it. I right. don't know what it was, but right. it, they, it, they covered me. We couldn't figure out why. Huh. The, um, yeah. But, 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 you know, here's the thing. And, and the, the script, we had barely even knocked out the, the, uh, the big parts of it by the time we started filming. We didn't have a lot of, uh, detail anywhere um and right and 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 certainly uh to a certain extent rennie was had been brought on pretty late and rennie was uh his concentration had pretty much been primarily on the uh effects and kind of left you guys a little bit uh i don't want to say in the lurch because some directors are actor directors and some directors are, are more procedural directors but um right in talking to andres in particular he said that you guys kind of worked that out amongst yourselves as you went yeah it was it was kind of like that i mean for mostly for my scenes um there wasn't i didn't that didn't happen i mean i basically the scenes i was involved in were um, already written and they were pretty, they stuck to it pretty much. But I mean, there was a lot of scenes where they didn't. Um, there was a lot of scenes like with, uh, you know, when they're watching TV after I die and, and they're talking about, you know, uh, she's saying she can smell the smoke and feel the heat of the fire and all that. Right, right, you know, right. Yeah. That was stuff that they, yeah, that, that was stuff that they did, which is really cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, but, but yeah. But, uh, so, so what was it like to get pulled underneath the sand? That well, that was difficult. That was difficult because it kept uh, going in my eyes, and it was like it kept scratching my eyes. So they had to get somebody else to do it and go into the sand for me. Oh, really? So when, when yeah, you, when you see the top yeah. of the head, uh, that that's somebody else because they must have cut away. Then yeah, there is a cutaway just about yeah. there where they cut to Freddie putting the sunglasses on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they had okay. to do it because it was really irritating my eyes, and I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, it, w it was like really hurting, and I couldn't do it. So they uh, got, I think they got that other girl that did my stunts in the other scenes um, to do it. 
I think. Do you know the I name of your, her? Do you know the name of the? Uh, oh, it wasn't Allison, was it? No, that Allison was for um, Alice's. Uh, yeah. Double. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what was her name. Oh my God, what was her name? She was um. Oh God, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 30 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's funny because I, I, uh, um, I, I first kind of, I didn't, I didn't think that this would be anywhere near as much work as it, it has been. Um, because in order to put as complete a story together as I, as I want, I've had to really talk to everybody for this book. I mean, I have talked. Oh, yeah. I have talked to everybody. I have talked to carpenters and wardrobe people and so many different effects people. You can't believe it. Uh, editors, assistant oh, editors. Oh, I, I bet. Camera people, uh, assistant camera people. Uh, everybody's got a story. You know, it's a. Wow. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, and it I, is. And I, I think it, it sounds like it. And I think it deserves it. This is this was an interesting. I mean, I know you were up at the stage a couple of times. Um, the stage was pretty interesting in and of itself. Uh, oh it, yeah, it was that scene. You know that scene uh, where I am with my mom, and then we're arguing, and then I go up into the house upstairs, and then they do that cool scene where it's going round and round right, and round. Right, right, right. You know that one. Yeah, right, that, that exactly. was really cool. And, and, yeah. and then you were also up on the stage when we did the um, the Upside Down Room. Yep. And then you yep. come out of the that, Upside Down that Room. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny. Yeah, we, I got, remember, I got, I don't know if you remember, I got really bruised on my legs from, like, climbing over those little things, those slats that were up. Right. <laughs> it was like, I, yeah, the next couple of days, it was like, it looked like someone beat me on my <laughs> legs. It was, like, so funny. <laughs> Because I couldn't, you know, it was like I couldn't, it, from just doing it over and over, you know? Right. So, well, that sequence, let's see, in that sequence, you come, you come down with the sand, and the sand dumps you into the Elm Street house. Uh, only, right. only it dumps you onto the roof of the Elm Street house, the ceiling. Right. right. And we're, right. Wa- we're watching you on the ceiling, which was the upside down camera. Uh, it, right. Upside down camera in an upside down. No, the camera turned. That's right. The camera turned around to show that you were upside down. And, uh. Right. And it, it, it's great. I mean, just, if you looked around that stage at any given time, there was versions of almost every room either on its side or up on a platform or upside down or, or like a mirror. I know. Something really different. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. really different. Something was everywhere. Yeah. But, but, but you went through that and then, and then we did the plaster breaking through with the furnace, and then you're kind of in the uh, furnace room. And some of that was shot. Right. Now, some of that was shot at the Pasadena power plant, right? Right. And then, right. And then it ended up being the final shot of you being thrown into the fire, I think, was on the stage, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Was the yeah, lot- and they did a they did a live a live cast of me too, you know, uh, like a live um, body cast, like over my head and everything like that. And I and they made this like uh, this dummy of me, 
And then they never used that either. I didn't yeah, because that was that. just that was just you going into the water, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. You know, the, yep. b- because we were told originally we were told that we didn't have to heat the water, uh, and then it was like right. all, all of a sudden, desperately, we had to heat the water. I'm like, well, why? You're throwing a freaking dummy in. <laughs> but right. <laughs> but here's the funny thing, and I learned this. Later on in life, <laughs> I did <laughs> I did quite a bit of effects uh, also in my career, and there was a case one time where I was to throw a dummy out of a car, and um, right, you wouldn't believe how damn hard it is to throw a dummy out of a car, and that's the I prob- bet. that's the problem that they had <laughs> is they couldn't throw a dummy into the pool and make it look like right. Look and make it look like she was being thrown in, because what it what it right. winds up what it winds up looking like is is as you try and throw it, the dummy throws an arm around you or uh or uh the the head tilts or, or and it just never looks right, and and right it never looks real and that's yeah. how, and that's how you wound up in the pool, so you know, yeah. Yep. And, 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 and then there I was standing in the pool. <laughs> and, and, and then they had makeup for you being burnt and uh, flames uh, yep. in front of and in back of. And, uh, yes. And there you go. So, uh, yep, I, and there it is. I have to think of all the women that I have uh, um, you know, burnt to a crisp over the years. Um, I know, probably a lot. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're just another one. <laughs> I'm just one of the many. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So um knowing that you got onto this huge film and mm-hmm. and 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 I always say this, I always say that the feeling on this film was that it was different. Um It was. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. how do you think that that manifested itself for you? Um let me think. I think let me think about that for a second. No problem. Take your I time. I think it just I think I think it just sort of um like I, I'm not I don't exactly know what you mean is well, it manifest. I I, you, I I I mean you, you know like a in, in talking to Andres he said that he thought the script is one thing that he read through, and he and he had a vision in his mind from reading the script. But he says then, right. when he wandered through into the sets, into that huge warehouse with all of that scenery, uh, he said it kind of blew his mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Definitely. All, all, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty elaborate. You know. Yeah. It, and all it of really a, was. Yeah. All of a sudden, expands your view of what was going on yeah oh yeah that definitely did it did for me too because i remember going in there looking and just like going oh my god you know everything was just so um it was different it was just a different vibe yeah. you know what i mean yeah in, I, in the whole movie yeah it was it, it, it seemed like a lot of young people really trying their best really doing I, yeah I, I mean everybody on it you know just uh, you and and the the actors and, and and you know me not being an actor or a director, I have trouble giving an actor uh, uh, a compliment. Uh, so <laughs> knowing that you guys, <laughs> so all of you guys really were really 
you know, out there and trying your best, you know, all these young, you know, it's like all all these young kids really stretching it, you know, because look at this amazing thing we created. It stands up really well, even now, you know, that that's one thing that that really surprised me is in in looking at it now, how amazingly well. the whole. Oh, I know. (laughs) It really does. Oh, I know. You know, we just. Did you, were you with the, um, I didn't see you there, but were you at the screening at Chinese? I wanted to get down there. I just, I just couldn't. I was, um, uh, I was up here and I had a lot of, uh, commitments in this area and, uh, I, I just couldn't uh-huh. get down there. I wanted to so bad. Oh, uh, it was, it was great. And, you know, watching it, um, like that was really, um, it was really amazing because it, it gave you that feeling of when you first saw it. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I first saw the movie and it is amazing how, how it holds up even this long after it, it holds up on, it holds on its own. Oh yeah. I mean, it really does. Yeah. It, it's... It, it was, and even the effects, I mean, the effects were amazing for that, for that time. And even now they look amazing. Yeah. Even I, I would say even to, to, to these days, I mean, you know, all the way through, it, it, yeah. it, it was, uh, it was interesting. It seemed to be, it seemed like we all kind of like operated at the peak of, uh, the peak of our magical youthful powers. That's right. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's great. Yes, exactly. That's perfectly put. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, so yes. I- anything you'd, Anything else that you'd like to throw out there that you'd like to see written down? That's 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 about it. You got killed off pretty soon. Yeah, after like I think it was after like the first fifty minutes. Yes, forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Too bad. Yeah, um, I would have liked to see you survive all I the way know. through. Yeah, you know, there you go. I I would have too. I mean, I thought I thought she should have. I thought she should have survived. I thought that would have been really cool because you know, in three, she goes through such stuff, and then I thought it would be neat to see her survive. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Sometimes we don't. Yeah, get and through. I really enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the scene with my with my uh, with Brooke Bundy. That was really um, amazing scene I, I loved working with her oh t- she was great well tell me about the scene um the scene you know the scene where i where she drugs me and and uh and i you know i get mad at her for, oh that's just, right I get mad at her for doing it in your, in yeah your... and i tell her you know you just uh, murdered me take that to your goddamn therapy you know that scene oh right that's right um it yeah, it was great working with her because it was, you know, it was really fun. It was like the whole breakaway glass and, you know, the sleeping pills and the whole thing. It was really, I liked working with her. It was really fun. Oh, great. And, uh, it kind of, yeah, and it was, and it was, uh, it was, it was a serious scene. So I liked doing it. It was, you know, it was like really, um, it was really dramatic, which I liked. See, that's what I want to see. I want to see a couple of new things brought to light and that one, that, that will be good. <laughs> that will stand up. Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, other than that, I think I think that that's about that's about it. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit edit this into about three or four pieces, and they're and the pe- I'm kind of making a, a a book in which we all speak uh, separately. Uh, in other words, I'll, okay. I'll I I will do a chapter, and then um, and then. There will be side blocks where everybody else's voice comes through without me saying, like being like an interview. So you kind of you're gonna your voice is gonna come through all the way through, and your voice saying wonderful things about her, 
uh, it's going to be in a block. So there you go. Oh, great. That's awesome. So Yeah. Awesome. I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I don't want to talk for people. I'll, I'll let you talk for yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, well, thank that's you. cool. That's a good idea. Thank you very much, uh, Tuesday. Oh, oh, and let me mention something else. I know that this is going to sound incredibly um, trivial and peevish of me, but um, your name, <laughs> your name, Tuesday night, um, mm-hmm. just absolutely was the worst nightmare for me when we were trying to shoot. When whenever I came up, when we came into a schedule discussion, because I had to be at oh, all of them, hilarious. and when. <laughs> Whenever, and I got to tell you something, I think that it would only have happened because all of us were really, really fucking tired, right? And yes. and, and the name Tuesday night would come up and everybody would get confused. And, and somebody would go, well, well, you know, we're choosing, you know, you know, we're, sh- we're, we're, you know, what we're shooting, uh, Wednesday morning, we're shooting, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And, it sounds trivial. It sounds like I'm nitpicking, but when you, when you've had two hours sleep in the last 48, and you know, and everybody right. else that you're talking to is in about the same place as you are, that's right. that's really hard. That's like ge- That's that's like algebra. It's like trigonometry. I know. You know, it was like I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, I know it. I and, totally believe it. And I have to tell you, is it kept happening again and again through the and and we would get confused and and sometimes you know you'd be in the wrong place in the wrong in the wrong time and and you'd turn around and go, oh, this is a Tuesday night problem, isn't it? And everybody go, oh shit, oh. really? Uh, it's the, ugh. So. Um, oh, that is so funny. And I, and I blame you for that entirely, 100%. So. <laughs> okay, well, I take responsibility for but, that. <laughs> but I will, but I'm prepared to forgive you after 30 years, okay? Oh, good, thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you, thank you very much, Tuesday. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and of course, and absolutely. We, and we will see each other, um, I will probably be out, um, at the cons with this book, uh, probably sometime past August. Oh, great. Okay, that'd be great. So we will see you then. We'll see you there, okay? Okay, I will see you then. Thank okay, you. Hun, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye, sweetie. Bye. Yeah, what did so. you think about that, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, she was very sweet. Very sweet. Sounds good. Uh, like- that- that Tuesday night thing, though, I have to tell you, I, 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 I don't even think that I stressed how much it kept screwing everything up. For <laughs> <laughs> when you said that we're going to be shooting Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, I was just like, oh my god, the scenarios oh, that could yeah. fuck. And you think really, oh. honestly, you think it's a minor thing? You think I was being uh, uh, weird about it? <laughs> but at the time, I just remember it just, just, just so many times, just screwing everything up so bad. <laughs> it's like, don't name yourself <laughs> after a, a time during the week, <laughs> especially if you're gonna be an actress. I, I mean, oh my god, <laughs> you had absolutely no sleep, and that's what you have to overcome. <laughs> 
That's oh funny. my god you know to, and you're talking to people that that you know that is the straw that broke the camel's back right mm-hmm. <laughs> just mentioned the name tuesday night and and you know the first and second ad start crying so let's expand on why she was in uh nightmare four and was to replace patricia arquette playing Kristen. uh why did that exactly. kind of happen well why did she not take the film Yes, uh, that's you know the funny thing is, people ask that all the time, and I say, yeah, but but that's the whole point, right? The point is that in Hollywood, you're trying to cl- climb your way to the top. You're not trying to. It, it, nobody says, uh, boy, uh, today I'd like to be just adequate, so that tomorrow I can be adequate. <laughs> that's, that's not what we do, you know. It's it's you you take a horror film because come on, remember. You know, back then, horror. You see, these days, horror is is it's a thing. See yeah. what I'm saying? It, it's totally a thing, right? Back then, in the '80s, it wasn't a thing. We were scratching and clawing for every dollar we got, and for every uh, bit of uh, uh, notoriety we got. I mean, it, it just you know, we were we were so far down on the uh, social stratosphere that. Uh, the only people below us were actors, and we were right sandwiched in between actors and show business lawyers for having respect. You know, I mean, <laughs> nothing, nothing lawyer, nothing lower than that, right? You know, okay. uh, it, it, we were so far down there, and, and that's just the thing: is is if you took a horror film in the eighties, what you wanted to do is you wanted to use that horror film to get into a mainstream film. And that's what Patricia Arquette was trying to do. And you have to remember that her sister was very famous. Yeah. You know, especially at that time. I mean, you know, nowadays you may not have the uh, the sense that uh, uh, that that uh, her sister Roseanne it was Roseanne Arquette, right? Okay. Uh, Roseanne Arquette was starring in a film with Madonna and Susan Sarandon. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? So if you do a film like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and you want to be a real actress, then you wanted to use that as a stepping stone. I mean, nobody wonders why uh, Johnny Depp didn't do Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I mean, have you ever wondered yourself, hey, why didn't uh, Johnny Depp come back for uh, Nightmare on Street 2? You know, it's it's the same question. So I was not surprised at all that she didn't come back for Nightmare on Street 4. And and then we got uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night. And the thing is, is the the way that the way everything was working right then Mm -hmm. was that, uh, you know, she came uh, uh she came on and we killed her off and i think that she only got like 15 minutes on the film at the most oh and we went on to and and here's the thing it was not completely formed the film <laughs> was an outline oh uh, that's right basically basically a sketch right and so i think that as we went along and I distinctly remember this is, is we did a whole sequence with her 
And, and, you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be really, really polite about this, uh-huh. but, um, the fact is, is there was a certain competition going on between certain people as to who was going to be the final girl lead. Mm-hmm. And, and in and of that, the continuing, uh, the continuation of her, of Tuesday night's involvement in the film would have meant that she went through the sequence that we filmed in front of the Elm Street hub uh, that's described in my book. Yes. That, that she and I talked about, but that didn't wind up in the film. And in fact, literally I tell the story about, you know, you know, after, after, let me describe the scene. The scene that we did do was, uh, of her uh, waking up, up. Oh, you, you know, she does that thing with uh, her mother's trying to kill her, right? Mm-hmm. Because her mother wants her to sleep and yes. drugs her. So she's in the house. She She's in her house and we're overhead and she wakes, she wakes up in a dream. You know, you remember that, that shot, that circling shot of her, just barely making it into her bed? Yes. Okay. She's going to wake up. She hears the sound. She goes downstairs. She goes to her front door. We are now on the outside of the door as she opens it, and we're over her head. And we see, and we lead her out. The camera comes down. Oh, the camera, you know, what didn't start over her head, it started in front of her. And we come out and we see the front of her house and she's standing there and the camera goes up over her head and is looking down on her from up above. And then while that's happening and all you can see is her, this is in one shot. We pull the two pieces. It's a facade that's in front of the Elm Street house. That's also a facade. Here, there's Meta and Meta, a pocket inside of a pocket. So we separate that. <laughs> That's hanging by a, cr- a crane. We separate it. Um, and then the camera slams down, and we see her turn around, and she's and now it's the Elm Street house behind her. Wow. Not optically done. This is this is in real in real time, right? Yeah. And then camera is running in front of her now she turns around still the same shot turns around and runs toward runs away from the house right and we see the door of the house opening oh shit so we see the door of the house opening right and she runs and she runs and she runs and all of a sudden she's in a hallway (laughs) that we had put in the middle of the street (laughs) oh (laughs) she runs in to the Elm Street house hallway and Elm Street, another Elm Street on a nightmare door, Elm Street house door slams down behind her and she's in the hallway. What the hell? It's one shot. It was a complicated shot. You have no idea. It literally involved cranes and all kinds of cops to close off the street. You know, with a hallway that goes all the way across the street, the camera, by by the end of the shot, the camera, which has been in front of the Elm Street house, started out in front of the Elm Street house, is on a dolly 
the old fashioned dolly track, right? Yeah. And it's the camera is all the way on the other side of the street at the end of the shot. <laughs> and the guillotine doors come down, boom, right? Yeah. And two weeks, two weeks after that shot, <laughs> the editor comes by. This is God's honest truth. Editor comes by. He's got a little, <laughs> little roll of film, tight little roll of film, and he sets it on my desk and he says, "There's your super complicated motherfucking <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's gone." <laughs> oh no! I'm like fuck me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so they decided they had to kill her off, and then the next sequence, uh, instead of her waking up there, she wakes up. Goes down a hallway, winds up in the Elm Street house upside down, right? Yeah. And then winds up in the boiler room and gets killed in the boiler room, gets thrown into the uh, into the boiler room fire. And wow. she got killed off. So she was supposed to survive initially. In right. The, and then it right. all changed. So at that point, now we knew who the uh, – and, you know, the thing is – then at that point, I knew who the final girl was going to be. Yeah. Alice. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to say that I was involved in any of the background on any of that. I'm just saying that I knew then <laughs> what you know now and yeah. very few people know. <laughs> she also uh, briefly appeared in Wes Craven's New Nightmare as herself. And she was also featured in the Never Sleep Again documentary. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm sure she was. Yeah. And she stayed pretty busy over uh, the course of her career, starting in 88 with the television film Promised a Miracle and her latest film being 2020's The Bloody Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she's a really, not, really sweet person, too. She's very nice. And I like her husband and I, I've hung with with both of them before. And uh, God, I wish I knew who was beeping on my side of the computer. Can you hear that? No, I can't hear it at all. Oh, that's just me. Oh, that's good. I'm the one that gets <laughs> gripping crazy. Okay. So um, what else was I going to mention? Can I mention that? Oh, the, the part of that interview I love yeah. is the description of the trailer. <laughs> you, you know, the trailer, you know, not not trailer, not like a film trailer. Like but the, yeah, the trailer she's <laughs> in. Right. When she and she and Robert are down by by the uh, down by the lake that we filmed the uh, the claw, you know, the lake sequence with her going in the sand. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trail. That's where the trailer was parked that that the fans got uh, surrounded. And, and they had to deal with that. <laughs> that, was, that was so funny. God. Have we talked about that whole sand sequence yet? I think I think we I don't think have, so. I, I think we might have once or made made it be touched on it. You want to talk about that? I do. Just touch. Well, the the sequence itself was was hilarious, and and I've got to send you. You know, the thing is, is the sequence the 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 effects behind it and all the rest of that. Mm -hmm. um, we should save that for another time. Oh, is it that intricate? That <laughs> that's all sort of a mechanical effects kind of thing and, and i really want you to, re to to listen to a couple of inter other interviews before you get into that because there is a lot going on there <laughs> oh i could imagine i really could <laughs> but suffice it to 
say it was shot in a lake. It was shot in a lake that that uh, Salt Marsh Lake uh, down um, down by the 405 where off of Vermont, uh, way in the South Bay. Mm-hmm. And we literally got out tractors out there and, and dug a hole in the ground in this lake uh, that that's uh, just off of the freeway. And, uh, and it's, it's really funny because I've gotten in arguments with people about this and, mm-hmm. and they go, no, 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 that had to be down by the ocean, you know, with the sand and everything. We imported all the sand. <laughs> plus, plus, I have to say this, and this is the funniest part of this whole thing is, okay, they say, no, 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 it, it was down by the ocean. You know, it's like there are people even say that they remember being there. I was like, okay, you know what? That none of that is true because, and, and just think about this for a second. Think of the California coastline, right? Yeah. Okay. Think for a moment. Try and tell me where the ocean looks that still right next to the sand. It just does not exist. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was a sand, it was a lake. We brought the sand and we had to have we had to have a control, but we had to have not have waves because the transition coming from the water onto the sand would have been absolutely impossible. If there had been even the slightest wave there. So one of the requests, you know, for location was, you know, we need a, an ocean without waves. Oh, geez. <laughs> or, or, you know, it's just like, a, that's like having a sky without up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's very yeah, true. No, fair enough, right? Yes. So, <laughs> So she also so, sang the song for this, the opening credits song, the uh, Nightmare. Right. Uh, she signed a record deal in 86. No. Tuesday has appeared on the music scene since 1985 with her debut album, Little Things, later signing to Vanity Records. She released her album, Don't Talk Back, in 86. And then her iconic cult classic song, Nightmare, is heard in the opening of Nightmare 4. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I and I honestly uh, I knew nothing about her uh, her musical career. She's done that, albums all up all the way up until 2017. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, she she's a singer. Yeah. She just keeps um, on chugging along. And yeah. she'll also be at the upcoming event, uh, Pop Rock and New Year's Horror or something like that. New Year's Evil. Oh, Pop Rock. Which and New I'm Year's trying. Evil. Yes. Which I'm trying to get into. Yes. That would my, be my agent wants to wants to get us up there, which uh, would be a lot of fun. It'd be good to see her again. I think the last time I saw her was in Kentucky. Yeah, I could do some serious rabbit hole stuff. There you go. There you go. That would be. But uh, yeah, she was she was just such a such a sweetheart. And and I, I just love her. her uh, as far as being in the sand, you know, uh, they kept. So now all you have to do is close your eyes and we'll step on your head and push you into the sand. And uh, I think that they tried it once and they didn't try it again. <laughs> because I'll tell you something. That's one of my big fears, too. I, I would like have nothing to do with sand. <laughs> See, I was raised at a time. And she was raised at a time when we believed that there was quicksand out there. When we were kids, <laughs> oh, okay. there was this thing called quicksand, right? Yes. <laughs> and even though quicksand is essentially a myth, 
<laughs> it was like you were raised on it. Like every plot line for every TV show eventually had something to do with with quicksand. <laughs> and it, that that we do not share with your generation. Oh. I mean, did you ever grow up with a fear of quicksand? No, never grew up with a fear of quicksand. I remember watching it and like it being prevalent in like Johnny Quest and all their TV shows. But right, exactly, yeah. But but that was it was like a trope for early early uh, sitcoms. It was the tr- a trope for every adventure film that ever existed, every war film that ever existed. Uh, yeah, everything had a quicksand in it somewhere. You know, I bet that you could look up uh, the monsters. Or the Adams family, and then I would bet, bet that both of them eventually have a plot line that involves somebody getting swallowed in quicksand. And, uh, and for some reason, that's just always been a, a you know, if, it's my generation that fears quicksand, mainly because of media in one way or the other. And, um, and, and we, you and your generation, have not got that fear because we didn't pass it on. That's how good. And we that's are. good. And we were very lucky that we did not have that fear. Uh, that's how good we are. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so she, you know, we had to replace her with, uh, with stunt people, uh, which is absolutely right. Um, as it should be. Uh, you mentioned that it was non-union. You want to go into that and how, why that was such a big deal back then? Well, the thing is, is in the 80s uh, was the first time that you had crews getting together that were non-union, that uh, were working alongside the old union guys. And And here's the thing is they actually got – they actually started to do better work. Than the old union guys uh, towards the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, up until that point, there just wasn't a non, they, you know, the the studio system had crumbled. And uh, through the 70s, the, the only uh, the last vestige of the studio, basically, the studios were just used, used as rental lots. Yeah. You know, they, they rented out their. Uh, their props and they rented out their films and they rented out their uh, locations and they rented out their studios. That's what was left to the system other than, and, and this is the crazy thing is the, the, the unions were made to uh, fight against the power of this, of the studios. And then there came a point to where that was all that was left was the unions. That was the last bastion of the old studio system. Was the unions themselves, and so you had all these new guys come in and say, "Well, we're going to kick their asses, and and we're going to do it, you know, a lot cheaper." And and that wave of th- that wave of people in general was the group that made up the uh, second golden age of of horror films. I mean, they were all non-union for the most part. So right, removing regulations allowed for pretty much a growth in creativity and really allowed for, like you said, the, the second golden age of horror films because of those yeah. lack of rules. It did. It, it absolutely did. And, and and not so much. I don't mean the rules as much, but you know, that had a hell of a lot to do with it, but the, the stodgy nature of, uh-huh. of the unions was terrible. I mean, it, it really, it, it really stepped on. And still to this day, I have to tell you that the, the unions, uh, 
I love unions, don't get me wrong, because I love what they do for society. Uh-huh. But in the case of uh, IOTSE, for the longest time, what they did for actually getting work done, <laughs> actually being creative people, they were they were uh, uh, sort of a cosmic bug skill, man. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, I wanted to bring this to your attention. Maybe we'll spend the rest of the episode talking about this. Next episode, we'll be able to talk about your new film. That's right. It'll be out. (laughs) So you did production design and you also did assistant directing, correct? That's right. I did. Uh, And and, and I was was an overall, uh, you know, script advisor and – I you can ask anybody. I had an awful lot to do with it. Um, I was trying to make it make it so that we looked professional, so that we looked good, so that it we looks uh, damn good. Well, the thing is, is uh, it, it, you, you know, you had a great DP, you had a great director, but everybody was a little bit uh, inexperienced in long form uh, storytelling. All of them were uh, short filmmakers, and yeah. and I. I don't want to say that. I wanted to bring an edge of professionalism. Let me handle this bitch. Hey, dickhead! It's with everybody. You know, everybody's dickhead. So, I need uh, to put a noise in there to like break up the episode now, because like yeah. you're talking about vengeance, and then it's just like he's a dickhead. He's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely put some sort of sound effect in there. Maybe a Freddy one. Well, it, it'll work. It'll work. It, it's all going to come together. Yes. So that that was funny. That was a that was a phone call from a uh, producer friend of mine, Kevin Benson, who I have to send the interview that I did with him uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Ah. Uh, it, it is hilarious. We can't use a lot of it, uh, <laughs> because to a certain extent, uh, he is one of the worst human beings ever, and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What, what, what's this guy's name? At the, at the name? same time, wait, wait. <laughs> at the same time, at the you know, he is, he is the very definition. Uh, what is that disease where you go up and down and you have all these ups and downs in your life? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, uh, they used to call it uh, manic disease. Uh, oh, like a manic bipolar type thing. Oh, oh, he is the very definition of the word bipolar. But his every even a conversation with him is usually about four or five bipolar swings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he can do like like five uh, bipolar swings uh, within three minutes, and it, it, it's enough to like leave you breathless. It really is. It's just you know you you have to uh, you have to hang up uh, the phone with him and go drink. <laughs> so anyway. Um, vengeance, vengeance, vengeance. So, um, all these guys, uh, were, uh, kind of getting trained for, uh, uh, for long term, you know, doing an hour and a half film. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because there's, there's a, a little bit of, uh, of marathon ish filming, but, uh, they actually went and got the soundtrack by, uh, Harry Manfredini. Yes. They just finished, uh, who did the first, uh, who did the first one? Yes. Uh, there are so, it is, I, I've seen it and it just blows me away. The, the thing is, is some of the embarrassing things that I look at that are out right now 
And I think to myself, my God, we really have something. You know, we really do. It's a great film. Uh, I've I've seen it roughly 10 times now. Can't wait to hear it with the music, which got finished yesterday. Uh, they went live and they announced it. Did you did you manage to see that live video? I I didn't. I, you know, live videos. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I didn't really have time. I feel you. I it takes me forever to catch up with everything. But Vengeance releasing Friday the 13th, September 13th, 2019. There will be a premiere in Blairstown, New Jersey at Camp I don't know, at the Blairstown Museum at Camp Camp Noby Bosco, correct? There were, yeah, that's right. There will also be one uh at the Rosecon uh in Portland uh that very Saturday. Uh uh Jeremy's going to be there, Mike uh the uh, writer, uh, a bunch of us are going to be hanging out the uh, West Coast uh, to talk about it uh, over at the con. So, you know, join us there or, you know, d- we're by co- we're by coastal. <laughs> by <Bye. coastal. laughs> <laughs> we're we're you know what we are? We are uh, uh, homo sapien. OK. And by all at the same time. Oh, <laughs> By sapiens. Uh, By sapiens or by sapiens, yes. Okay, so just a friendly reminder that the Rabbit Hole Podcast is part of the Dewback Discussion Podcast Network, featuring other great podcasts such as the Gora Moore Podcast, Dewback Discussion Podcast, Hall of Heroes, Jerk the Curtain, Wicked Wednesdays, Dewback Sports to be released this week, and the Dream Warrior Review. Find that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and over at DewbackDiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and much more. Mick, any last yeah. words, my friend? Any last words? Well, y- you know, uh, a friend of mine uh, once said, eat a green thing every day. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with that one. There you go. Eat a green thing every day. And no matter where you go, there you are. Okay. Well, that is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. And? Later. Later.